Hello, and welcome to episode 91 of the Book Wars Pod. Today we're covering Most Wanted, chapters 1 through 10. I'm Miranda, here with Kristen, Kate, and Chris. We got the whole crew today. Uh, What up? It is 10,000 degrees in Portland today, so my beverage is already sweating, and I cannot wait to open it and have something cold to put in or near my body. So, what the fuck is everybody else drinking? (laughs) Oh, this book's by Ray Carson. We'll say that again, but Miranda didn't say it. Oh, Most Wanted by Ray Carson. <laughs> hey, Ray Carson. Oh, yeah. I just went to check the weather, and I have the NOAA weather app, and it is literally just like this scrolling heat advisory on oh, my God. like dongle thing, whatever it's called. I don't know. I don't it's know a widget. It's Jesus. Dongle. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. You're right. <laughs> Honestly, um, like possibly the worst like new tech word of the past decade what dongle dongle yeah. or dongle no dongle, dongle. pod i would say it's <laughs> ipad but <laughs> <laughs> that's true i feel like this is like this is like a male versus female thing yeah nobody with the uterus was uh in that room mm-hmm. in that room when they made that decision this is I mean, why that's, that's super clear you need women <laughs> Chris made so many dongle slash dingle jokes when we were in Ireland, and it was the most horrible thing I've ever seen. There's a place called Ding. There's a city called Dingle. Yeah. And I found yeah. it entertaining. I think my family's from there. I don't really know. From Dingle Dongle? Does dingle that make dongle. you a dongle, Kristen? <laughs> I am a dongle. We all knew that already. Oh. Yeah, what are you fuckers oh drinking? Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I am drinking a fucking Modelo. <laughs> And, um, okay, so the past two times I've tried to have a Modelo out of this fucking six pack. Um, the first time, if you've been listening to the pod for the past three weeks, uh, Chris drank out of it by accident. Okay, I had like one sip. You had like two, and that was too, too many. It was a pretty good pull, though. You were really going after that Modelo. Thank it you. Was, yeah, you know, it was, it was, it was hot out. Big face mouth. <laughs> what? <laughs> You do. You have a bit. You have a large mouth compared to like Kate. As far this as got spacing. weird. This got weird. I'm just telling. Everything I'm about just this saying. Got you have more Let's volume. Go back to talking about dongles. That was more normal. <laughs> you have a larger mouth volume. No comment, Kristen. I'll see you in the Sweat Wars DMs later on Twitter. Um, <laughs> um and okay. So the, and then the second time. At a Modelo, I uh, put it on the floor next to my bed while I was, like, trying to figure out how to wrap dishes because we've started packing. And then Chris kicked it over. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so. Okay, it was entirely not my fault. I didn't lay any blame. I explained what happened. No, no, no. M- Miranda was clearly laying blame in her head, so I was clarifying. <laughs> Anyway, I just want to have this fucking Modelo unmolested. So, Chris, stay the fuck away from my beer. Unmodelested. Chris, what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one was asking. Um, he was, uh, was making fun of me before we started recording about how lit I'm gonna get off one fucking Modelo. You've got a double bourbon, so you can eat my. Yeah, ass. so I've got the very last of my one eight distilling untitled number thirteen whiskey because we're going there this weekend for my birthday slash going away party so i'm gonna buy another bottle for the road Ooh. as they say 
Hey, Kate, when we get offline, can you text me when Chris's birthday is? I don't think it's in my calendar. It's next Wednesday. Well, not everyone knows when your birthday is. I'll put it I, in your calendar. That was not judgmental. Okay. I was telling you. I know, but I just I didn't know if you wanted everybody to know when your birthday was. Chris would love for people to know when his birthday is because he's never had that experience before because his parents forget it every single year. No, oh, they forgot it once. Now my mood. mom's crying. <laughs> they forgot it. Mood. Now Noel's crying. Listen, they my forgot it like, twice. How old are you? Oh God. To be fair, I don't know how old yeah, I am. Yeah, I also don't know how old I am. <laughs> That's, That's fair, like the but worst like, he when you used, go- to, used to do it when I was like younger. <laughs> like when it mattered a little bit more. <laughs> Yo, when I was you know, like when you're young and you're traveling and like you go through TSA and they look at your ID and they're like, you know, like making fun of you, like testing you like, oh, how old are you? Like making sure it's not a fake. I like would legit forget. Now it would like take me a minute. <laughs> it's so hard now that we're like above 21. It stopped mattering. I know, right? Like, how old are you? I've peaked, okay? Is that what you want me to say? Listen, I peaked in middle school. What do you want from me? <laughs> oh, my <sighs> God. Um, I peaked can some, in Can someone ask us what we're drinking? So that... what? Hey, Kristen, well... what are we drinking? <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, Chris, did you? Never mind. Never mind. Yes, what are you well, drinking? We're having a two-town cider house made Marion blackberry hard cider made with Marion blackberries. Six percent alcohol Ooh. by volume. Uh, the profile is ripe and juicy. Made Marion unite. Oh, ripe and juicy. I can't read. <laughs> made Marion unites Northwest apples with the whole with whole locally grown Marion berries. The crown jewel of all blackberry varieties. Marion berries are a true testament to the bounty of Oregon. Um, boldly crafted in Oregon. Friends from two nearby towns banded together on a mission to bring cider back to the people. True craft cider made using whole fruit and no shortcuts, which is why it's called Two Towns Cider House. It's and tasty. And it's fucking good. And they also have a pineapple one, but don't get it in cans. Sorry, Two Towns. It's much better on draft. I don't know what being in a can does to the pineapple, but it's not great. I mean, to be fair, if you if like... You're like me, and all your grandpa fed you in the summer was canned pineapples because we had no money. Um, I don't know what it is about, like, the, the, the quality of the fucking aluminum, but it just makes them taste like a can. Yeah, I don't know gross. what it is. Yeah, it's okay. The only reason pleasant. I say that is because, like, one of our, all four of our mutual friends actually <laughs> happened to be in Portland because she has to go to University of Oregon for a graduation or some shit for mm-hmm. one of her ants i think and um she had the two towns pineapple cider last night when we were out at food carts having poke and it was so fucking good that is incredible thank you so who wants to talk about star wars me if we we must okay (laughs) yay all right uh shall we start with uh kristen's favorite question 18 years old (laughs) i don't think that's the answer to that question 18 years old Years before the Battle of Yavin. That's right. <laughs> so, all right. Oh, Christ Almighty. So, uh, if you're new to the podcast, the um, the question we ask at the top of the book, which Kristen usually doesn't know the answer to, <laughs> is when and where are we in galaxy far, far away space time? I don't know when we are, but we are on Corellia, which is the planet that makes the ships. Are we about um, like 15 years before Yavin? 
That's is that accurate? That's that's close, right, Chris? We are. Hang on. Ye fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Well done. Thank <clears> you. Chris so we are. Rude. We <laughs> I, are just to just to walk people through the reasoning. So solo itself takes place the bulk of the story nine years nine to ten years before the battle of yavin yes and we know that because chewy is a hundred uh chewy's 190 and he was 180 in revenge of the sith uh, yes and i don't then... know why we know that but okay <laughs> well han says 190 you look great because <sighs> humor writing but um yes yeah, true uh but and then I think Pablo noted that it was noted that Chewie was 180 at some point, probably in a visual dictionary. That makes sense. And we also know that Han is 33 as of the time of A New Hope. Okay. We do know that. Yes. So we also know that the beginning of Solo is, uh, beginning of Solo is three years before the bulk of Solo, thanks to a very helpful caption that says three years later. It's four years. It's four years? I know. Really? Yes. Okay. Friends of the pod, <laughs> look it up. Tell Chris he's wrong. Um, I'm, I, hey, uh, no, I'm specifically not fighting Kate on it because I trust her. Wow. So friends wow. of the pod, tell Do me you want a cookie for not being a dick? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I see. I, re- I remember that because I remembered it was not like a round or like a number you would expect. 3.72 years before the beginning of whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> yes. Anyway, the prologue anyway. of Solo is about four years before the bulk of Solo when he's like being a mud trooper and trying not to die. Yeah. Mud, mud, mud. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. And then, so that puts us back at, um, hang on, math. Oh my God. I spent a good hour trying to figure out this like space That puts us math. 13 years before Yavin. And then this is, I think, another three years before Yavin. So, so 16. Yes. 15, so 16. 16. So this is 16 before Yavin. So what Miranda said five fucking minutes ago. Ooh. No, I wasn't no, I proving her wrong. I was explaining <laughs> our logic. I know. I was giving you shit. I love how when you explain our logic and I'm just sitting here like, I... Also, we why, could do that. What did I... Why would I know any of that? We could do that <laughs> and say that Han was 33-ish and... A New Hope, and says that he thinks he's 18 in this book. Correct. Much easier math. (laughs) Yes, it is. Math. But leave it to Chris to make numbers even more difficult for people (laughs) like me who can't read. Sometimes (laughs) people want to know. Wikipedia. Three years later, Han has been expelled from the Imperial Flight Academy on Carida. I knew he He's was gonna look boy. it up. I hate you. Um, <laughs> um you wait, hang on. Wait, is that the academy he actually went to in canon? Because I know that's true in Legends. Yes, that is the academy he went to in Legend in canon. Okay, but how long has he been a mud trooper? Does that? No, it's oh like three years later has been expelled and is serving as a mud trooper. Fine. The caption says three years later. Chris. <sighs> Give me your phone. I'm going to throw it out the window. Are you guys done or can we keep doing the podcast? (laughs) Anyway, point is we're 15 to 16 years before the Battle of Yavin. Whoa. We're in year three to four of the Empire. Um, 
So we've got Han and Kira, who we know, whom we know from lots of stuff, but mostly from Solo. <laughs> you might Han know them from, from such classics as <laughs> Solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And also other Star Wars movies, but yes. not Rogue One. Um, I, w- I will say... Um, Different the- white lady. The interesting thing, I guess, about Solo and especially most squad. <laughs> oh my god! I don't even don't don't look at me. I don't even know. I'm quitting the pod, guys. Surprise. What was the question? There wasn't a question. I was talking. Oh. <laughs> Han and Kira are eighteen. That's my second favorite question. <laughs> That's. <laughs> Oh my god! I like how Kristen Kristen just gave up hope on re-entering the conversation and so started her own. I'm very uncomfortable with silence. Also, it's very hot here, mm-hmm. and our brains are our brains are probably cooking in our skulls. Is part That's of the issue. Fan fucking tastic. As I was saying. <laughs> So, what just happened? Oh my god. I think, okay, so I think Corellia has been canon in the rebooted canon for a while. Like, I think we know that already that Han is from there, but I think Solo is the first time we, like, visually get to see Corellia. And of course, Most Wanted is the first time we get to actually really explore Corellia because the most we see of Corellia and Solo is the sewer. I mean, I guess that's a lot of what we see here, too. But, I mean, it's, like, the sewer, and I'm going to drive this car and crash it into stuff, and then I'm going to escape without my girlfriend, and that's kind of it. Yeah, that's he- also most of this, except for that last part. Yeah, he's definitely got a little <laughs> pattern going on there. Uh, yeah, Han Solo's life, he, you know, he should really go to therapy for that. You know, do you have any patterns, Han Solo, that you just can't break out of? <laughs> oh, wait, I have my third favorite question. Mm. Um, shit. It was going to be about seeing something before. Fuck. Where did it go? <sighs> It'll come back to me. Sorry. I, I do appreciate that this book um set, lays out very, very specifically around how old they are. Like, that is a question that is asked and answered very pointedly. And I was like, oh, Kristen's going to be so happy to know how old yeah, they are. Right. It really, really was. <laughs> I also love that they don't know how old they are. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I like. I love that detail that Han doesn't know how fucking old he. Because why would he? But also, it's it's. It also shows like how shitty his dad was. Because like he had a parent. Like like they could have been celebrating his birthday or whatever the fuck it was. They just didn't because his dad was an alcoholic. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like Kira too. Like she had a really shitty life, and we saw kind of where she uh, grew up. And she's like, well, I lived there for a bit, and I think it's been like this many cycles. So. I'm probably about 18. It's unclear. This entire planet math. is a shit goblin of a wasteland. It's it's true, Chris. You know who else is a shit goblin of a wasteland? Christopher, just stop talking, okay? <laughs> Chris, women are talking. Shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. To all of the above. It, it's just... I, I just kind of, like, picked out that detail, though, about, like, Han's dad being so crappy just because, like, you know, when Sulo's telling his sad, sad story about why he's with the White Worms, she's just, like, and she just cannot 
find it in her to muster up some pity with good reason because she never had any like she doesn't know who her parents are she literally grew up with in silo territory and basically worked in a fucking gulag and yeah she's like oh your parents died in a horrible accident you had it good which what must her life have been like if she was like sulo you're you're an orphan you have it good okay but to be fair like obviously super shitty that he's an orphan and that his parents died and his brother's also a shit goblin um but like he had a really nice life on coruscant like his mom was oh yeah for some like freighting company they're like let's just go to corellia for a bit and he's like taking all sorts of extracurricular classes because he's a big old fucking nerdling and (laughs) now he like i mean it's a very different kind of tragedy for him to end up in the white worms because obviously like he's fallen a long way yeah but there are so many reasons why kara's like what i what the fuck i don't i can't even deal with this oh absolutely not a sad like this is not a pity party for you right yeah no i mean i i'm not even blaming her like i honestly like i okay we make a lot of jokes about how um my my soul is basically a murder droid but i relate to kira a lot a lot a lot like (laughs) um in the middle of reading this there's that bit where um uh sulo is trying to explain his um faith in the force to han and kira doesn't really quite understand understand him because he only speaks hatties and um she says and she's just like what is he talking about now and han's like he's talking about his feelings she go- she just goes ew and i was just like <laughs> it's me <laughs> the best so yes um but let's dive a little bit more actually into um what i guess makes kira tick and han as well because they're definitely played as foils to one another and that's true in in solo the movie but especially most wanted so i think the first thing that really becomes clear is the difference in what their motivations are for becoming head of the white worms i hate that it's called head because i just giggled every single time <laughs> they want to get him they want to get head what if I they can't... get head <laughs> I <laughs> sorry, mom. I'm just saying. Okay, Chris, you can talk now. <laughs> um, I this is a children's book, but this is an adult podcast. This is an adult this, podcast. Uh, this is a very adult, adult book. Oh my god, this, this is a YA book, by the way. Um, if you want to hear us talk more about YA and why you should read it and not be a dick about it, then please see our second bonus episode i think where we talk yes one of our earlier ones where we talked to uh poppy ashrate of the parabatai pod um about ya as a category of book and why people shit on it so much and why they shouldn't so yeah dive back into the archives for that one of my favorite discussions it was very good Mm -hmm. anyway sorry for derailing that (laughs) So, what were we talking about? Han's motiv- Han and Kira's motivations? Why yes. do you want to get Han? Like, Han barely has oh motivations. God. Like, um, Han- okay, that's rude. I'll let you finish your point, but go on. I mean, like, like he does. Like, he wants, he wants, yes. he wants head, as as they say. Guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God! Poor Ray Carson might actually listen to this. She liked Porkchop's picture. Okay. <laughs> listen, Ray Carson so- has excellent. Opinions on vegetables, too. Fun fact. 
Wait, explain. That's very specific. Oh, I just remember a previous Twitter interaction that we had with her where oh, yes. she tweeted that eggplant is a garbage vegetable, which is an absolutely correct opinion. And <laughs> I, I noted it as such and as from the pod Twitter, and she appreciated it. So we appreciate we're basically you. best friends now. <laughs> we appreciate Ray Carson's book. And her app- correct ass opinions on eggplant. We don't appreciate Chris, but continue what you were yeah, saying. Yeah, well, what else is new? <laughs> anyway, so like Han, like... Speaking of being hungry, let me talk about eggplant. Anyway, go Han, on. Yeah. Han wants to be head for like... You know, Sorry, I just really had to stop myself from saying the other joke that would have been a running bit. <laughs> speaking um, of head. Speaking of head. And eggplants. Oh, no. Yes, thank you. We got it. We've we've now beat beat the horse to death again. Does everyone get it? <laughs> Can we explain the joke? <laughs> My God. <laughs> anyway, Chris, <laughs> what were you saying? Motivations, motivations. motivations. Han's motivations. Chris doesn't like, think Han has motivation. He, he likes food, but he also like wants to like work on his speeder and have more freedom. Whereas Kira like actually wants to be head because she can like, again, eat food, but also like have power and have nice things. And like, she's more goal-oriented whereas han is more like i don't know it'd be nice if i could poop in private like i don't know (laughs) i assume the position of head comes with a private like fucking hole in the sewer great put a they bothered to put a curtain around it i just want you all to know what private refresher unlike wag she just had to have a robot watch him pee yeah one time um chris I told you, I gave you a potato. Why the fuck are you playing with the fucking cord on the floor with your foot? I'm not playing with the cord. There's something on the ground. Yeah, or you're playing with whatever (laughs) the fuck garbage is on the ground. That's great. It's a big-ass crumb from when Kate dropped a crumb when she was eating chips. I'm throwing it at you. you're throwing it at me. (laughs) Anyway. um, It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, so. Chris, squeeze your potato. (laughs) (laughs) This is a horrible episode, guys. Um, (laughs) Even for us. I know. This is garbage. (laughs) So. Um, but yeah, Kira, Kira has definitely already absorbed that power means security, power means survival. And so she, you know, she literally started at the bottom and now she's here, which is still definitely the bottom, but less bottom than working at the silo in the sewers, but literally (laughs) the sewers instead of the place they literally call the bottom. Yes. Listen, that, we did not do yes. this. Ray Carson wrote this book. There's a place in the city called the Bottom. I don't know what you want me to do about the Bottoms, <laughs> plural, plural butts. Thank you very much. Thank My you, head. Bottoms. Um, <laughs> so the thing too about Kira and like, I don't know if it's necessarily her motivations, but you can tell that she really thinks about becoming head more than Han does because he's like, oh, I know I'm in the running, and like it's kind of this little crew. We're like the oldest. We're um the wittiest uh <laughs> that one boy has I, those dogs I, they can I, go out I, and I, I see you and i acknowledge you miranda <laughs> thank you Good um, Lord. they can go out in the sunlight without sparkling and but like kira's actively thinking um at one point when she's on her mission she's like hey i'm pretty good at this like i took this initiative totally unwarranted i should not have done that i'm probably gonna die later 
But what if instead of dying, like I became head and then got to like mentor people to also take this initiative? Right. I thought that was really interesting how she wants to like cultivate other people because like she, we never, we never really, at least not yet, we haven't really seen her in a position where even in solo in a position where she can do that yet, but she, she wants to get there so that probably so that she can, you know, have people who are inherently just super, super loyal to her because they owe her lots of stuff. That's one thing though, that I guess Han and Kira have in common. They, they understand the power of uh, people owing them favors Mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting. Like, Han, Han is not, he doesn't need a lot, right? He he wants food and he wants to go fast. And that's kind of it, which is not surprising. Um, like his, his thinking big is that he wants to fly or drive rather a speeder because that's the closest he is ever going to come to actually flying a ship or so he thinks. Um, so yeah, no, his... It's interesting that he, his childhood was a little less shitty than Kira's, but his aspirations are still definitely, like, on the ground, kind of quite literally, whereas Kira's just like, how far can I, how far up this ladder can I climb? Um, I also thought, like, I mean, you can kind of see that, like, immediately when Lady Proxima's giving them both their, the two sides of their mission, and they have very different reactions to her, Um, like, just kind of appraisals of her person. Like, Kira's like, this person is a mentor to me, like, I could, you know, this... I, c- I can learn from, like, how she's running this gang, whereas Han is just like, this bitch gross. <laughs> That's, like, it. I mean... Yeah. That, and that was, like, kind of the point that I was going to build on, Kate, so mm-hmm. thank you for introducing it. I was more going to go the route the route of explaining it as, like, Kira is much more willing to, like, lie to herself than Han is. Ooh, yeah. Because, like, she is obviously very, very smart because when... Han starts to be like, yo, shut the fuck up. We cannot go back to the white worms. Proxima's literally just going to fucking yeet us. <laughs> Which is she's true. Like, she's like, but, and he's like, no fucking buts. You know I'm right. Even though you, yeah, you don't want me to be right. No buts, only the bottom. No buts, only the bottom. Um, Great. But, I mean, like, Possible we see that. She's she's so much more willing to lie to herself about, like, what possibilities she has and but she's also like much more willing to play by like the rules of the power structure she's within which i think is really interesting yeah definitely um and we can talk about that in a hot second because i i think the the second thing you said about power structures is still very true of her in solo but the first one i think kind of changes as she gets older but um yeah um and, you know, speaking of making plans, what do you want, Chris? Oh, yeah, you were going to talk. Sorry. I was going to talk, though I raised my hand. Okay. That's that's nice. Um, Thank you. To your point about, like, Han knows the power of favors. Does he, though? I don't... I'm not convinced he does. Like, I... Like, he gave the cute, creepy old man no, no, a no. cookie. No, no, no. He understands, as a general principle, that it is good to make friends. But, like, Kira, like understands even this young like kira understands on like a psychological level why it is good to have people owe you han is kind of just like yeah here's a cookie it'll work out for me in the long run like (laughs) i like like i feel like i feel like it's classic han and this is like very much a credit to ray carson who i think just absolutely nails han oh god totally and han is amazing kira too but specifically han because like i feel like han's thing is always with him 
this this luck that he talks about, this uncanny luck that he has that lets things work out despite the fact that he has no fucking idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's very much what's happening here. Like, he just trusts his gut, but that's not the same thing as understanding, I should give Paolo a cookie because I might need allies later. I feel like he's just like, my gut feeling is I should give this little creature a cookie. Okay, here is a cookie. Yeah. Yo, he's literally like fucking Domino from X-Men. It's it's fascinating. Actually, though, like, 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 so, th so that's what I mean. I don't think he understands anything. I think he acts and he like reaps the rewards of those actions because he's lucky and occasionally the uh, consequences of those actions. So, so here's a thought I'm going to put out there, which I don't know is a question so much as it's a thought. But when he is talking about Kira to begin with, before they start going on their, their misadventure, um, he thinks she's snobby and she thinks she's cold and standoffish. How Han might not understand the power of favors because he's not a tactician, and we're going to talk about that in a hot second. But how much of him currying allies is kind of due to the fact that he's a dude and Kira's a woman? Oh, no question. Yeah. I mean, I think that's... You can look all the way back to A New Hope and how Leia and Han interact and how he is the moron who literally just chases stormtroopers down a hallway until they realize there's only one of him. <laughs> My favorite thing ever. <laughs> yes. Like, so I, and, 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 and he gets, you know, brave and comic relief. Whereas Leia is in the dialogue and just quite literally throughout her existence, the one who needs to save their skins. Right. And whereas Kira's like cold and calculating. Yeah. And I think to tie that a little bit to what we were just talking about, like I think Han does kind of understand the importance of like cultivating relationships, but I don't think he views it in the way that Kira does. Like obviously, mm -hmm. um, cause you know, Kira has an end goal in mind and maybe I'm just repeating what you were saying earlier, Kate. Han just kind of was like, Oh, I'll be nice to this person. Feels like a good idea. But like he we see him doing that all the time. Like he has built up a relationship with this droid such that the droid, you know, with his like almost dying whatever um the breath equivalent is for a droid, like Aww. throws this hollow cube at him or data fucker and <laughs> yes. It's like they don't seem to know each other that well, but they've built something up. And like, obviously Han wasn't thinking about that when he started talking to Tool. Uh, right. Whereas if Kira were to like meet Tool, she'd be like, or earlier on than she did. It's like, okay, well, what can you, what can I gain from this? She's much more, um, like you guys said, calculating. And she's thinking several steps ahead of where she is. And maybe this leans into the tactical conversation, whereas Han's always just kind of flying by the seat of his pants. Right. I mean, it it it, it, it really feels like kind of a, a manifestation of him in The Force Awakens. I, I always talk my way out of it because he like that's his that's how he builds relationships with people. Like he knows he's charming, and yeah. it'll be fine. Probably, maybe. <laughs> what was the second time? <laughs> Harrison Ford. God bless it. Um, yeah, I. So tactical styles. I mean, 
it, it I mean it kind of extends from their motivations, right? Like Kira Kira's interested in climbing the power ladder and she knows that to do that she has to be smart and she has to think about everything. Like Han Han in a very typical Han line that it says much more about him than it says about literally anybody else is like this girl never stops thinking. <laughs> yeah, as a negative. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Which is <laughs> fucking incredible. <laughs> um no, like, that's what I'm saying. His internal yeah. monologue is just absolutely perfect. Oh, like, it's amazing. He is so... And it's not even a lack of self-awareness. It's, like, it's an understanding of himself. And, like, it's... He doesn't... He almost doesn't have an internal monologue because he doesn't <laughs> talk to himself. And he doesn't plan. He just acts. Right. Right. Uh, which, you know, which, of course, Kira and Han are, of course, driving each other bonkers because Kira's like... Kira's like well, we can do this, or we can do this, or we can do this, but this is probably the best option. Um, plan B, if that goes wrong, is, and Han's just like, can we just do it? Can we just, like, run outside with uh, 10 blasters and start screaming? Maybe that'll that'll do it. Who says Can no? we go fast? <laughs> <laughs> One thing what? just I want to throw out there and then leave it, but first to talk about next week. Mm-hmm. There are, like, exactly two-ish, two-plus times in Han's life where he actually thinks something through in the sense that he is actually thinking about tomorrow as opposed to just in the moment. <laughs> and that yes. is going back to Corellia to get Kira mm. and staying with the rebellion. Those are the only two times in his entire life he actually thinks things through. Mm. Would you say that then in Solo, it's the first time he's thinking past tomorrow? I hate you. Honestly, so I much. knew, I knew you were gonna. You're just on your bullshit today, Miranda. And I just I'm really say feeling I myself. It. We've been listening to Hamilton because we've been putting together furniture, <laughs> and somehow those we do those things at the same time. I mean, that's absolutely going to be making a daily appearance on the Cedar Road Trip West. Mm-hmm. So. God damn it! Um, <laughs> oh, I remembered my questions. Yes, great. Um, one of them, the one that I forgot was. Uh, when did this book come out? <laughs> uh, it came out right before Solo. I think or, it came oh, out on day the day of. Solo came out. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. Because I think they didn't want to introduce Kira to us until the movie. Which made sense. And my second question, Dad, have you read this before? Yes, I read it when it came out. Okay. Thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kristen, you can keep talking because the next point is yours. I think. Oh, no, that's mine. Oh, excellent. Go. I don't so, make points. What the fuck? <laughs> I wrote still hot under Kira. That was the point that I put on this yes, your, outline. Your, your observation Kira, when of... jailbait and when slightly less jailbait, oh, still hot. God. Uh, so I just think, <laughs> Jesus. Um, you know, in talking about kind of like how Han and Kira differ in their motivations and um a little bit about their backgrounds and how they kind of approach life and you know tactics in terms of being little white worm people um (laughs) it's really interesting to me that they also like the both of them have these big secrets that they're trying to hide from everybody um and that they're you know while they're both still trying to become head of however that power structure uh works um they're like off doing their own shit and are kind of displaying a sort of individuality that I don't know if Lady Proxima would necessarily want because Han's uh, building a speeder from scratch. Kira's living somewhere else half the time, apparently, in like mm-hmm. some 
buried, broken down ship. But I just thought it was very interesting as I belch into the microphone that (laughs) um, they they do have something in common. And it's like something that we see them actively try to like not let that slip. They're like, I have a solution, but I don't want to really bring it up. I want to try to play it off really cool. And they're both terrible at doing that. Absolutely. I mean, which makes sense because they're fucking 18-year-olds. But it's that classic, like, kind of, like, you know, poor, like, Aladdin mentality of I am dreaming of something bigger. Like, one day I will get out because I will be be able to do this, like, cool thing. Um, And I think if you're Lady Proxima, you don't want people to be cultivating their cool things because then that has the potential of making you a liability or a threat down the line. Mm-hmm. Could you yeah. have a moment for how dumb Lady Proxima is? Accurate. Isn't she like a slug? I haven't seen Solo since it came out. She's a she's worm. The, yeah, oh, she's that's the, why the white worms. Yeah, she's literally she, the she thing that worm. lives in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. She's so dumb. She, she tries <laughs> well, to buy worm. stolen Imperial tech for like 65,000 credits. It was 465. I couldn't tell if that was, like, serious or not, though. Yeah. Okay. I think it was. Also, Chris, I, I, like, well... spoilers. We don't know whether or not there's a real point to this shit yet. Yeah, Chris. Besides to get them dead. So shut up. Oh, are 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 y'all assuming that she just sent them to die? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why uh... she sent them, Chris. I want to read the rest of the book. I, I'm assuming that she literally sent them to their deaths because they were probably she was probably like, they're getting too, far too clever for me and I can't control them. Oh, that was totally not how I interpreted it. I interpreted it as she's really dumb. Or she could be playing the long game. Chris, why do you think women are stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thanks for ruining the book, Dad. <laughs> Damn, all right. I'm just kidding. Speaking of fuck Chris. (laughs) I dropped my potato. (laughs) You dropped this potato. It's a hot potato. Chris, I told you I don't want that potato touching anything except for your hands. What did it just touch, Chris? The floor. Yeah. You know what that is? No, it's a floor potato. It's not your hand, Chris. (laughs) It's called the ground when it's outside. (laughs) Okay, wow. Um, There's a fun fact for you, listeners. Um, anyway. <laughs> Jesus come, Christ. Come, come for the Star Wars. Stay for the knowledge. <laughs> uh, uh, are we talking about them at different ages now? Yes. So, um, you know, this is a book that obviously has a really involved plot, and I'm very interested to find out what happens. But um, I think the principal purpose of this book, at least in, in its conception and publication, is to further flesh out Han and Kira's characters. And it's a really character-driven book, obviously. Like, Han and Kira are the only narrators. Um, they're obviously, like, the the central characters in Solo. Um, so, as we, as we do, uh, just kind of wanted to trace, I guess, like, how they get from this book to who they are in the films. And for Han, we've done that quite a bit because he shows up of course in the aftermath trilogy and last shot and elsewhere um obviously the sequel trilogy so we kind of traced um his life through the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy and um a little bit of the the, that in-between period i guess but not so much his younger years and of course kira only shows up in this book and solo um 
So we see, obviously, Han, he gets older. He gets to be a jaded, grumpy old man, a.k.a. he turns into Harrison Ford, literally. <laughs> um, but when he's younger, he's just like, I don't know. Of course, in Solo, he learns like he shouldn't trust people. And um, A New Hope is kind of him learning to get back in touch with his good guy side again. Um, but this book, he's just kind of like this wide-eyed innocent. Like he... Like, he, he, he knows that, like, the the world is dangerous and all this other stuff, but he's also, like, he's he's he seems super open to um, other people. You know, Sulo's his bro. Like, for Kira, Kira's shocked when he just, like, starts spilling all the information about how he um, had to run out of that fucking meeting because people were trying to kill him. Like, she was just like, why are you telling me all this? You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, so he's just, like, seems a lot more willing to be, like friendship i'll give you a i'll give you a dog biscuit you know i mean i think we can chalk that up to him being like 18 and we do see kind of the beginnings of him getting involved in the galactic underworld like he's in this gang um but i mean i feel like the probably easiest um solution uh response answer whatever is just like he grows up and gets off of Corellia and he sees some shit Mm -hmm. like you know in solo we see him he's been through the academy for a little bit he's been a mud soldier dude he goes running off with Woody Harrelson um (laughs) (laughs) yes the most boring character in all of Star Wars ding 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 like you know the the kind of adventures he has between like this book and a new hope all heavily involved super shady people who aren't necessarily trustworthy so it's like you said it's fascinating to see him um here where he's just like oh i'll tell you anything i know he's like a puppy it's like day i know (laughs) he's just like a puppy here's here's how my poop was this morning did you want to (laughs) know like now yeah, the, the weight of the universe has absolutely not hit him yet. Oh God, absolutely. I mean, I mean, he's 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 older, obviously, in the sequel trilogy because Harrison Ford is older. But you can like really sense that. Oh God, what the fuck is my life like? I mean, you can even sense it in A New Hope, though, because mm. like when he's like in A New Hope, don't get me wrong, he's still convinced of his own immortality. I mean, I think he's convinced of his own immortality until the second he dies. But like, yes. He, like, in this book, even when he's, like, locked in a room with no visible way out, he's like, man, this seems bad. (laughs) (laughs) Like, whereas, even in Solo, I feel like losing Kira at the beginning of Solo is kind of his first big wake-up call that, like, not everything is going to work out if you just, like, try hard enough. Yeah. Like, being lucky and being scrappy is not actually a solution for the galaxy. And so, like, I feel like he still has that, like, nothing can go wrong. But also, there that, like, almost makes him dream small, too. Like, he's never had to dream of what's possible because, like, he... The only thing he's ever had to think about is, like, getting food the next day. And, like, what if I get to drove a speeder? That'd be pretty sweet. Right, no, it's like, totally true. And so, like, like he dead us this... thinks he's never gonna leave Corellia. I know, and it's fascinating to compare that with later in Solo, or at least, or even in A New Hope, where like obviously he's like you know can't be tied down, man among the stars. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like this 
lack of imagination is also tied to this lack of consequences. Like he's he he's freer with his own life, but at the same time can't even comprehend the galaxy. Right. Mm-hmm. That the way you were describing Young Han kind of reminded me of Baby Anakin and Phantom Menace. Now I'm just imagining grown up Anakin. Are you Han an when angel? Leia home. Oh my god. I'm um, putting the pod. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to kickflip. Young off. Han would have beat the shit out of Young right. Anakin. Sorry. Go right. Correct. <laughs> I'm going to kickflip off of what Chris was saying. Um, and you kind of were touching on it a little bit, but I think because uh, right now to Han, like he doesn't know anything but Corellia and he's, he's dreaming small and of his, you know, maybe flying a speeder or whatever. Uh, he can get away with that or with kind of just going on his luck because everything is like so low stakes mm-hmm. and like it's something you know in the gang he like knows all the sewers he knows his way around coronet city um he has the institutional knowledge to be able to talk himself out of anything and i think that you know because he has that he's yeah he can do that he can like yeah. figure things out and i think it'd be really interesting to see something um kind of again in that in between period where he's not quite the guy that we see in a new hope who's really been around the galaxy and is like he knows what he's doing but where he's kind of first starting out like as a smuggler mm. and like seeing how cuz obviously he's still going to be successful to some extent he's very charming he's good at what he does but like building that up i think would be um something yeah. cool that make a great like little comic miniseries i feel like just han fucking up his first job with chewy or whatever the hell be does anyone besides marvel want to write it so that we can read it yeah i mean me wasn't it. his first one of his first jobs fucking up getting the phylanx yes yeah. yes <laughs> 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 well well, well, that Why time... did you throw it out the fucking airlock? You, you, you said I was bluffing, you idiot! Oh my god! She definitely likes me. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, by that time he's already met Sana and stuff. I, 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 I definitely, definitely one is very early adventures. So that, well, that fucking idiot. Um, it almost makes sense how ten years later he still has no money and is <laughs> deeply in debt. <laughs> Um, Miranda, I liked what you were just saying about, about stakes, because, um, I think you're exactly right about Han. And I think one of the reasons why he and Kira are so different in their, in their motivations and their mindset is because Kira knows what the stakes are. Like she did not probably ever expect to reach the age of 18 ish having, you know, grown up in the silo. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a a great point. That's a great point that you made too. I, I keep forgetting about the silo part. But I think they do explicitly say when they like go to the bottom that the average life expectancy for like the kids in the silo is under eighteen. Yeah, which uh, that fucking sucks. It's like fucking working in a diamond mine in Africa for Christ's sakes. It's awful. Okay, we are assuming. Also, sorry, I'm just being Chris right now. We're assuming oh, good. that. Um, <laughs> what do they say? Rotations. We're assuming that one rotation is equal to. 365 earth days uh excuse you a rotation uh a cycle a cycle cycle? sorry a cycle is a year i think a rotation is a month oh 
Yeah, okay, Kristen. Never mind. God. Is that canon? Yes, if I'm remembering the terms correctly. It's rotation cool. cycle and something else. Cool. I will cordially go Whatever. fuck myself then. <laughs> yeah, Kristen. Go yeet yourself. I will go yote. Be yote. You, Kristen, uh, doc yote. Miranda, I apologize for being wrong about everything all the time. <laughs> Wait, why am I sorry? I said I was Man, sorry. Oh. Now, now you really do know what it's like to be Chris. Uh, eh. I would have to interrupt everyone constantly. A pow, pow. <laughs> <laughs> With completely irrelevant, snarky, dumb comments. It's true. Anyway, can we talk about Kira? Literally yes. head and bottoms. Anyway. Oh, my God. Kira. She has an apostrophe in her name. She sure does. She's also apparently still hot, as according to Kristen. She is. What? She sounds hot when they describe her in the book, too. Oh, my she's God. She's also, like, 18 in this. Yeah. Very unclear which side of 18 she's fallen on right now, Kristen. Can I live? <laughs> <laughs> literally no out there literally no but if we want to (laughs) kind of do the same thing for kira and like look at where she is in most wanted and the only other time we see her in uh solo which Mm -hmm. is not is it when she's 23 well it's also gonna be that three years after yeah but in her early 20s um yeah i don't know about you no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. Do, oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. Um, wow. You know, I think. <laughs> no point in solo is anyone 22. Uh, there's lots of background her, characters. You don't know what her fucking birthday is, Not a is, single Chris. person is 22 years old. Not a single one. They all just skip that year. It's canon. Let me sing. <laughs> Stop trying to stifle my candle flame. Orabesh numerals skip from 21 to 23. <laughs> Why do you have There's to ruin my life? <laughs> yes, Miranda. So I think <laughs> I, I think that Kira's progression in her character is also like very, it makes sense to me mm-hmm. um, because we've talked a lot this episode about her being pretty calculating um, as an 18 year old. And when we see her in solo, like when they go to the um, red spot, red on black sun yes black sun <laughs> uh, crimson dawn crimson dawn which Thank one you. is she part of it's crimson dawn, dawn. The one black sun is a that thing that would be red spot um, just <laughs> so everyone knows spot. i did text quinn to ask him one why he was being so fucking loud and two <laughs> to ask him what the thermostat reads in the house right now and it's 84 Ugh. Okay, but did we get an answer as to why he's being so fucking loud? Chris, why aren't you being so fucking loud? I'm going to text you right now. That's that's why. It's because the Blues just won the Stanley Cup. He literally responded to me. It's the Cup, babe. Good for any non-Boston team. Oh, my God. Nice. Going to watch that video later and sob. Okay, but so we see her with um, Crimson Dawn. And like when they meet, she's like definitely playing a role. And it's, like, part of a bigger scheme. And then Mm -hmm. she's obviously, like, way deeper in this than we all think. Yes. And I think that a lot of it is just her, like, 
understanding power dynamics, understanding relationships between beings and like how to approach this and how to run a syndicate or like at least a small part of one. Spider mall. Mm-hmm. Spider mall. Oh, for spot. What? Did you I not think I was going to bring him up? They're talking about when she's 23. Spider mall. He's her boss. He's her boss. His name's Spider mall. <laughs> what? <laughs> Kristen. I don't know what I was expecting. Kristen. <laughs> I'm not wrong. That's factually I, correct, which is better than I, I usually do on the podcast. <laughs> I, I. Great. Whatever. Uh, um, I, I do think that one thing has, that has changed for Kira uh, from Most Wanted and the beginning of Solo to... Um, who she is when when she's like in deep with Crimson Dawn is that she you know I, Chris I think you were saying like she's she's kind of willing to lie to herself and like believe that people have her best interest at heart just because they take an interest in her abilities and by the time we get to like the bulk of the plot of Solo she ha- she's under no illusions that it's every being for themselves and if she um, isn't looking out for number one then literally no one else will be except probably for Han which she. Honestly, I don't think she understands that. I don't think she understands that here, and I don't think she quite understands it in Solo. I think she, like, almost gets there at the end, but then she's just like, well, I'm going to take this really sweet yacht and leave and eat Dryden's dead body out the window. Bye. I think she understands it. She just thinks it's dumb. Yeah. Well, here. Well, here. At the well, end of Solo, I'll say. Not in this. Right. Well, is thinking it dumb the same as not quite understanding it? Because she's not letting herself open her. Like, she's not even opening up to that in a sense I mean, that's probably. a deeper philosophical question yeah <laughs> yeah well okay <laughs> that's more of a does she go that's more of like a does she truly understand it kind of question well sure yeah only the horse knows um i'm just like imagining this like meta conversation where like kira's like i never make the same mistake twice and han's just like jokes on you i only make the same mistake <laughs> Chris, what if you repeated that point, but into the microphone? That was literally into the microphone. I don't know what you're talking about. Kate, is he lying? He's sitting back in his chair, so not cool. With the microphone pointed at my face hole. Yeah, uh, you have to be close to the fucking mic, Chris. (laughs) I am close. No, no. You're good, like, three inches away. Now I am. Like, you have to be, like, great. Fucking here. Like, speaking of giving head. (laughs) Just like that. You need to put your lips to the microphone. Can you repeat your point, please? No, because it was a joke, and now it's not funny. Okay, great. It's never funny. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Make sure to keep it all in. Listeners, sound off if you heard it. <laughs> great. Um, <laughs> Looking at you, Daniel and Odie. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I think another thing I just like want to point out about Kira and her motivations and her character development and what, what all else. Um, I just want to point out that Solo was written by two dudes one of whom has set forth some wild and misogynistic crapola on twitter uh which we're which i'm not gonna get into besides the fact that he just set like hundreds of trolls on abby gleason co-host of lousy beautiful town pod which was super super great of him to do to a 20 something woman when he's like I don't know what the fuck he is, 40, whatever the hell. Drunk Haston's like half a step short of a comic skater. 
accurate. He's he's Boy. not he's not good people. So so script written by dudes and Amelia Clark, uh, who plays Kira, as she as she does with like almost everything she's been in because pretty much all of it's written by dudes. Cough cough. Game of Thrones. She's the one who like honestly like elevates her characters and makes her characters like seriously like badass complex like interesting women and so while i was definitely able to like glean like her motivations and her like character development um in solo it's not because of the writing i don't think i think it's because of amelia's acting because she's fucking incredible um and so in contrast to that i think I don't know if Ray Carson was able to look at more than just the script um, before she wrote Most Wanted, probably because Solo's production was a fucking trash fire. Um, probably didn't actually get to see any footage, but I, I think she really picked up on the same things that Amelia did probably in the script like and extrapolated on those. Like I think Kira's um, motivations and her complexity are really, really apparent in this book, and I think it matches up perfectly with the, the, the person that Amelia is portraying on the screen, and I just thought that was super... Super cool and super good writing, unlike John Kasdan. Unlike mm-hmm. Solo. Yeah. And I, right. I like Solo, but yeah. it's it's very, it's funny because so many people are like, Solo feels the most like the original trilogy. And I'm like, I don't know that you mean that as a compliment. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't mean what you think it means. Mm-hmm. Do you mean that it looks like claymation or... Okay. <laughs> um... it's, like, it's like when people like call Filoni the spiritual successor to George Lucas. I'm like... <laughs> Again, I know you think what you're saying is a compliment. Oh God, but it's not. I, yes, like uh, we'll talk about this later. But someone wrote on this outline: hashtag Make Solo Two Happen. That was me. We're gonna talk about it. Is that, that a real you? thing? Yes. Oh it... God, you didn't see this on Twitter, Kristen. It was a whole oh. thing. The we'll I'm like, Make we'll Solo Two Happen and rap. just make it about Spider Mall. Yeah. What if we don't? What if we make different movies happen? Anyway, we'll talk about it. Well, we'll talk what about if, it in the rap. I what if thoughts. Chris talking into the mic is really I'm the question we're all Literally, asking. I'm talking into the mic. You're... Literally, I'm talking into the mic. No. You have to put your lips onto the microphone, Chris. I'm literally <laughs> talking into the mic. This Perfect. is obscene, guys. That is great. I should have taken a picture this, for the gram. This, this podcast is not safe for children. It's, I, it's not safe for work. It's not safe for children. It's probably not really safe for anyone to listen to at it's, this point. It's it's barely safe for your health. Like, let's be uh, real. Okay, we're going to... Okay, Ray Carson, if you're listening to this, we are so sorry. Chris, just... Chris, just we're stopping there. Just, just do the just do the fucking outro. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh <laughs> uh, man, Amelia Clark is definitely a member of the write her a role that's worthy of her club, mm-hmm. along with Sophie Turner. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, I just, I just admire like Amelia. Clearly, just you know, she's the person who made this character, and like, truly following in the footsteps of Carrie Fisher, being written by dudes who don't fucking get it. And she's like, no, no, let me do this. Like, yep. Watch me fucking yep. work. You guys are shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. And she does it with a smile on her face. God bless her. Chris, Chris. do the outro. <laughs> oh, are we actually done? I thought Kate was just telling me to shut up. No. Uh, the only I, point no, I was telling everybody. The only point that's left is. I said, like, everybody shut up. Still hot. Okay. Great. We already I was telling like everybody shut the fuck up. Um. <laughs> Cool. Well, thanks for listening to episode 91 of the Book Wars pod. Next week, we're going to be continuing and finishing up the reading part of Most Wanted 
reading chapter 11 through to the end, which is not what it says in our outline, but that is the correct number. Uh, I swear to God, I changed that. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at BookWarsPod, BookWarsPod at gmail.com if you want to email us. And rate, review, and subscribe to both us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are sold. Uh, this podcast is free, though. It's, I mean... No one would pay for this. It's you're selling your soul by listening to it. Yo... <laughs> There are Patreon subscribers to the Tashi Station Radio Network. So technically some, there are people who pay for this pod. <laughs> some some sure innocent are. people whom we have duped pay for this. Anyway. There sure are. If you want to be one of those poor saps, you can donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon or give us coffee at ko-fi.com. Shout out to uh, the person who gave us coffee. Uh, I don't know who you are on Twitter, and that's really the only way we ever know people truly in this cruel world. Which is our fault, really. Um, if you're on Instagram, uh, so let I'm us not going to call you out. Come find us. Uh, but yeah, let us know who you are, and also everybody who saw the lovely picture of Porkchop uh, not eating most wanted. Uh, <laughs> that is this person's doing. So thank them. You know, just just say a little say a little prayer for the person who gave coffee to book horse pod so a little prayer for the next book we take a picture of pork chop with it'll actually be as good and not fucking nibble on it i mean what book are we reading next wait did he try to eat this oh he always he tries no to eat he books. usually try he didn't eat this one he yeah. usually tries to eat them yes he is his his hunger for knowledge is voracious it's true um anyway give us coffee ko-fi.book.com slash book pod uh, it really helps us cover our hosting and production costs. Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. For the full crew of Kate, Kristen, and Miranda, I'm Chris. Thank you so much for listening to episode 91 of the Book Wars Pod, and we will be back next week. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, somebody give me a fucking ice pack. What are you fucking doing? Are you talking to me? <laughs> Who's touching things? He's a loud boy. That was... Kate made our noise a minute ago. Did I? She's a yes. loud boy. It sounded Wait. like someone was fucking with the boom. Oh, that was absolutely gross. Okay, that might have been me. <laughs> <laughs>